You're listening to a podcast from 702. <laughs> Technology and Society with Aki Anastasio. <laughs> are you all they know, they're they're, yeah. Well, they're outside. Where are they? They're near Arkwright Avenue. In They're approaching. They're going to come past your house first. Have I'm you... Gonna, you know what I'm going to do if they have to come here and buy 702? I'll channel my inner Reni Klavi. Yeah. Remember when she bravely went downstairs to go and speak to Zizi Cordua? I remember, I remember that. Yes, and we, well, our gates were closed and everything. Yeah, yeah. Gates were closed. You didn't even invite them in for, for scones yeah, and I tea. I know, I know. Anyway, oh. it's interesting, hey? Interesting times. Fascinating. The revolution is being broadcast. It is indeed. Yeah. How was your weekend? My weekend is very good. Started off on Friday with a great lunch with a friend. Oh, yes. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> it was you. you oh, fool. oh, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. caught up on all our latest uh, adventures, and and it was a great lunch, wasn't it? It was. You we know, won't we tell just, them the gossip. No, we won't tell them the gossip. But I we, gave him juicy gossip. You gave. I gave you juicy. You gossip. cried. I held you. Yeah. Yeah. It had all. And as the younger ones say, it had all the feels. There was a. There was one <laughs> stage where you see this was holding my hand. I was. <laughs> I was. Hashtag no homo. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, lots of interesting developments. I yes. don't even know where to start with this one. Uh, Honor? I've never heard of Honor. Okay, so, you know, listen, Huawei is becoming a massive company. Um, they, I, I reckon that at the, this year sometime they're going to be the world's biggest smartphone manufacturer. Um, and they're moving very, very fast. They're developing some great products. Uh, this, this is the Honor brand, which is a, a brand that's part of the Huawei group, but it trades separately. And they're going to aim into that uh, affordable phone market because let's be honest, you know, phones, the high end phones cost anything from 16,000 rand upwards. You know, who, who can afford it? Even wealthy people look at that price and they say, hmm, it's a bit expensive. So, and the technology has become so, so, you know, affordable to manufacture that you get really good phones like the one I'm about to hand you. It'll cost you around 4,000 rand and it's got superb features. It's got a great camera and it's comes into a price point where you know, there's nothing wrong with that phone. Uh, you're holding it up, comparing it to your phone. But it, so it's it's aimed at a market that um, you know who who would be who would be inclined to buy a more affordable phone. Millennials, you know, people starting up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I find it quite interesting, Eusebius, that the biggest focal point of this phone is actually the camera and the selfie camera. Make note the selfie camera. It's got a 24 megapixel camera. Apart from all the other features, it's got a decent screen and a decent battery life. Um, what this, what this, uh, this selfie camera does is it can improve so many of your features. And, and, and I don't know if it's designed in that way for, no for a specific generation. How do you improve on that. No, you can't improve on that. You took a selfie. That is a beautiful selfie, though. But but what it does is this selfie camera is smart AI intelligence built in, right? What is that? It can change your skin smoothing. It can smooth your skin. So if you've got a couple of wrinkles, it gets rid of that. It can change your skin tone as well. It can even remove acne. It's racist, this one. It's Why got, is it making me white instead of black? I don't know. You do look a bit uh, yellow-boned in that picture. <laughs> um, it's even got face slimming, which is what I love as well. So you can, really? Yeah, it's got face slimming. You can change the lighting. You can change the oily glare removal of your skin tone. You can even uh, remove bags off your eyes as well. It's got eye brightening. Who it's, needs Oxycutin? Uh, you see, it's even got teeth whitening. 
Software, <laughs> How do so, you choose those? No, no, it's it's kind of built into the AI, which and you can adjust you can adjust it. But the point is that it's really designed at this market that is so vain. If you look at where the world is going with Instagram and the people that are doing the selfie photographs, we really have become a very vain society, have we not? Um, and and you look at those kind of features, you understand who that phone is aimed at. It's a great phone, oh God, and you can have a lot of fun with you're it. You're so right, Aki. It does, hey. I've just whitened my teeth. Look at it. <laughs> You haven't even been to the dentist. No. And I was planning to go this week. Sorry, Norman, I'm not coming anymore. So you can imagine when you send pictures for, to people that you've taken on that phone and then you meet them in real life and they say, but you don't look like your photographs. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing you can do about that. But that's a society we're living in uh, where we want to uh, look good. We want to have a great appearance and, you know, we, we're self-obsessed with looks. Okay, in the, with all these different phones and stuff that come out, why is it always the camera that is the unique selling point? Is that because of the levels of digital vanity that we develop? No, because is, I think you, most of the phones you've you've reviewed over the last year or three, it is invariably the camera improvements that tend to be. Eusebius, I've been covering phones from when they first started coming out, and it was all about the specs and the hardware, and it can do this and it can do that. Now, manufacturers start off by talking about the camera and the wow. features of the camera. The camera is the most important part of the phone today and what it can, it can do. And you know, these lenses that are in here, it's, you know, the lenses are one thing, but the software that take the photographs, that's where the, that's where the, the trick happens inside the phone. Mm. So today's phones, I'm afraid it's all about the camera. And that's why you're hearing big manufacturers like Huawei have partnered, uh, together with Leica, for example, uh, Nokia partnered together with Zeiss. And mm. you got all these guys that partner with these big, uh, optical Firms that make you know main, mainstream cameras, but you've got to understand as well. When is the last time you saw somebody using a camera? You know those guys are becoming redundant yeah. slowly, slowly. So I'm waiting for the likes of a, a Nikon or a Canon to announce some kind of partnership w with somebody, and I wonder when that's going to happen. But already you're seeing all the big guys doing you know various hmm. alignments with smartphone manufacturers. Okay, then we've got an interesting story. How's McDonald's leveraging AI in a new way? I, th I think this is a fascinating story. So McDonald's have uh, just bought a company called Dynamic Yield, and they paid $300 million for this company. And they've got very smart technology that uses algorithms and big data and analytics. Um, and, and what McDonald's are doing is they're saying that, well, they've always been one company that leverages technology and big data. But when you go through a drive through today, you'll notice that there's big screens there, right? Okay, and the menus have changed. Um, what McDonald's are saying is if we have better insights into our customers, and they're trialing this in a couple of stores in the U.S., but it's going to roll out across the world. When you come through the drive-through, it knows who you are. It knows what your order history has been in the past. You must remember they're reading stuff. They could read stuff like your number plate in information, for example. If a mother comes in and orders two kitty meals, it's probably a mother on the home run. And then those boards will start suggesting other stuff that the mother might want to have, like oh, wow. a cup of coffee. So the boards will be that interchangeable. Is that efficient or annoying? It's it's efficient. It's annoying, but it's also uh, a very smart uh, uh, way of dealing with customers and demands. And remember, when they're running through peak hour, for example, and the store's making X amount of burgers, they might want to focus on chicken because they're, they're not coping with the capacity of burgers. They might want to promote chicken burgers as you come through so the drive-thru. So basically, collects data about you yes. very quickly, and then it makes inferences about what else to push your way. Exactly. And what to push your way that you might want. So if it's, for example, if you're coming through the drive-thru and it's a rainy day, that, chain, that menu must be interchangeable. So you're not going to you're not going to sell the uh, what do they call those Oreo things that I sure. 
Yeah, I should never McFlurry, say that. What, what, McFlurry, what? Oh, you see, they know them. Yes, they're nice. Eh? But but it might want to push hot chocolate on a rainy day mm-hmm. or another product that's going to warm you up. Sure. It also knows when you're approaching. So it uses uh, geospatial technology to understand as you're coming through the drive-through because most people have worked out don't actually walk into these stores. They come through drive-throughs, there's mm-hmm. deliveries, etc. So it knows you see this might be a kilometer away. We need to start preparing his order accordingly. So they're going to use this and they're going to you do use a lot of machine learning, they're going to use a lot of traffic information, events that take nearby, they're going to use their historical sales data, weather, and all those things, and they crunch it all together, and they start making some very clever assumptions about what you might like, or what we'd like to push to you to sell through the gate, because we know you see this always yeah, orders a Big you know Mac. My worry is they're going, to, they're going to end up like going for other products as well. Yeah, absolutely, but but they might they want see, you to try another burger. Ben and then he's like, you know, what do you want to make flurry for your Ben 10? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see where you went there. I'll see where you went there. But but it's quite interesting that even a fast food yeah. company like McDonald's have got to be on top of their game and, and understand what they're doing. Hmm. And then the last story, do you remember when we did a story on the facial recognition in the Chinese schools where they're analyzing the kids and they're con- working out on their concentration levels? Now they're running a report, and, and this report has been this is a company called Brainco they're from Boston and what they use they use these headbands that have got electroencephalography on it so EEG sensors to measure effectiveness and what these do is they're just reading uh, from the sensors they read through your head um, and they use that as a dashboard where the teacher's got a specific dashboard in front of them to try and work out how much attention you're actually paying in the classroom and um, and they can actually zone in according to a specific student who might not be concentrating as well as the other three and then focus on those particular students, uh, apply pressure on the students to kind of concentrate in the classroom to do this and to do that. And I don't know, we're living in a class, we're living in an age, Eusebius, and and this is like, they've done this test on 10,000 kids around the world at the moment. And the results that they've picked up, in fact, the grades have improved uh, in some cases, from the kids that didn't weren't concentrating, just based on this thing that they're wearing around their heads, um, <laughs> so the teacher knows. You see, this isn't concentrating, pay more attention. But I don't know if it goes against the innocence of learning in a classroom. I mean, you know, you're no longer allowed to well, daydream yeah, and well, all that sort of thing. What do you think? I think it's a fascinating conversation for a longer discussion. Um, like most technologies, what we do with it matters more than trying to think of it as perfectly virtuous or wholly horrible. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Any technology that can be an aid to good teaching, good pedagogy, should be welcomed. And then it's a question of making sure there's proper training about how it enhances teaching and what its limitations are. We we, we can't afford to, to fear technology. I mean, imagine if stuff like that can make a massive difference to outcomes in student performance no it's very true yeah. very true and then i just got a last one for you the um uh, my colleagues over at mybroadband.co.za have been doing some research to d- determine the best mobile network in south africa in terms of speeds and and that sort of thing correction at uh, the least bad one well there, I'll, <laughs> I'll go through them uh, the 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 the, lead, the worst out of the lot was cell c and they their download average speed was 17 megabits per second uh with a latency of 48 milliseconds and that's the time it takes for the signal to go from one end to another. Their network score came in at 5.89. Telcom was in fourth position, 21.99 megabits per second with a network score of 6.26. 
Rain, which I've criticized in the past, and they, you know, their, yeah. their, their service and their network has improved significantly. So we gave you to give them the kudos there. 21.62 is their download speed upload of 9.21 megabits per second, seven network score. Vodacom comes in second at 27.21 megabits per second, average speed download, which is quite good. They score 8.33, but well done to MTN with the average download speed of 32.99 and an upload speed of 13 megabits per second, a network score of 10, latency of 35 seconds, which is really, really good uh, on terms of the quality of the network. So well done, well done to MTN, you know, and uh, as I said, it's a my broadband research, but I'm sure that the results will correlate uh, if other people do it as well. So that's those are the best networks at the moment for data. Thank you, Aki. We'll do it again next week. Cheerio.